A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed. Kat Namsa, Joseph Grimshaw, Jennifer Landa, Chief Chirpa, Low Gray, Paflin Tebow, they're all here too today as well because we're going to be talking about the mysteries of Count Dooku. We need outside sources to look at this great count. That's right. It's Four Center. Hello, everybody. I've got a lot of caffeine on a Monday morning <laughs> recording session. I, I really like the idea that uh, that of all other resources in Star Wars to learn more about Dooku, we would go to the Ewoks. <laughs> like, yeah, we need you know, partial source. Cave paintings of Dooku. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Dooku probably did have a secret alliance with the Ewoks. Oh, wow. Can you imagine? You just gave me, that's some of the best fan fiction I've ever heard. Oh, could boy. You, yeah, could you imagine that? No, what I if, can't. Because Dooku would be smart enough to realize they're a threat. Oh, yeah, if he, if he yeah. was the one who realized, like, yes, yes, all our military might can be destroyed by little bears that are shorter than us. <laughs> the sticks will go right up the armor. Oh, oh 
man, gosh. that'd be great. As uh, we are talking, we're going to dive into Count Dooku today. Some of the news has inspired this conversation, which we're going to dive in a bit, and we're going to catch up. And we're going to celebrate Star Wars with you as, wow, Star Wars Celebration is far too close for my taste. Too close. <laughs> I too looked close. at the calendar and went, oh, that's this month. Here we go. But before we do that, I want to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. A little bit later, whoever we'll our Center recommends a book we think you should try out on us. We always like to catch up with Star Wars or life adventures. Jennifer, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't have any because we have some uh, family in town. So we've been going to the pool, which I'm not a pool person. Putting that out there. <laughs> I am not a pool person. So I'm out there fully clothed, <laughs> literally with a towel over me, shielding myself from the sun. Um, but I did see something. We'll talk a little bit about it later. Uh, a really cool blanket. Really? Star Wars blanket. There's an Empire Strikes Back one, a Return of the Jedi blanket, and a uh, a New Hope blanket. Ooh. Uh huh. It, and it's the some of the artwork that is going to be seen in this mural. Ooh. And it's oh, yeah. it's for pre pre sale right now on Ooh. Amazon. And I was like, do I need all three? <laughs> do I even need one? And then I was like, well, do, which one do I decide? Do I do do I get Empire or do I get Jedi? Of course, I love Jedi, but the Empire one, yeah, <gasps> with the Tauntaun and Luke front and center, <laughs> Lando is there, Han and Leia embracing. Oh, it's so cozy. Oh, it's that to me was like this is needs to be on my couch. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> I will go home after the show and I'm gonna purchase it. Add to cart. Yeah. Oh. Need is not a factor. It's want. I know. I'm like, right? how many Star Wars? I have so many Star Wars blankets. How many blankets do I need? <laughs> it's uh, you know. So many bring you joy. <laughs> my, my birthday is coming up this month, and and uh, you know I'm turning 43. I'll say it, but my mother's like, need your birthday list. And I started putting down well that Star Wars book about battles, the one we talked Ooh, about yeah, the other yeah, day. Yeah. I was like, oh, I do need that. And I'm like. I don't need any of this. I don't need any of this, but I want it. <laughs> want it. <laughs> I yeah. want it. Uh, you know, as far as the pools, when I was about 10 years old, I was in a public pool, kid next to me turned to me. I didn't know him, stranger, admitted to me he was peeing in the pool right in front of me. Oh, my oh, God. I got out, and I don't think I've really ever been in a public pool since. <laughs> and this was when you were 17? Ten. Okay, 10. <laughs> oh, my God. It would have been more Bye. since than 17. Oh, oh man. No. So I'm right there with you, Jed. Uh, Joseph, uh, I know you've been busy a lot lately. Yeah. You haven't had chance to hero and villain as much as you like. No, I'm I sure. haven't. I haven't even had time to watch the new update of Battlefront 2 slowly download. <laughs> I almost did say, like, I'm just going to take a break, not to play the video game, but to just watch it download, because that's the closest I get to meditation. That's just smart video game playing <laughs> in these days. One of these days, I will. I think the last time I was in a pool, it was a city pool, and a kid got mad and threw a ball into a light above the pool, and it shattered, and <laughs> the pool became full of glass. <gasps> what plot point of Stranger <laughs> Things was that? Wow. Is that? Yeah, that was pretty deadly. It's like maybe maybe I don't need to pool anymore. Maybe I can grow up. This this is why we podcast together. All three of us public pools. We're okay. Yeah, yes. there will never be a four center pool party. Is what you're hearing. Exactly. Or you all can be in the pool and we'll be like we'll be far far away looking at you fully dressed. I mean, because I'm I'm raised by a beach where to go to the beach you yeah. need like a hoodie. You know, oh, like right. so I don't swim trunks are not something I nope. own much. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> 
veto. Yep. Uh, yeah, I didn't have any real huge Star Wars adventures. I've been really busy with uh, some some script mm. writing stuff. Um, but uh, I have been studying for yeah. the trivia contest. Not oh. even anywhere near as much as I want. Right. I've been flipping through my little notebook, and I've been continuing to have my wife Sarah ask me random questions. And Good. she has hit upon one of the most annoying questions mm-hmm. of the the firsts. Oh, because she she just been like, oh, I'll keep asking first. Like, who's the first person you see? Who's whose foot enters frame first? Like, ah. Oh my god. Uh, this is of course for the movie trivia showdown. Actually, they're calling it the trivia masters panel at Star Wars Celebration because right. uh, I think Reed Pop did not like the phrase showdown. Okay. Um, from what I'm heard, uh, of what I've heard, uh, and this is going to be exciting. So if you're going to be at Star Wars Celebration, Joseph, Molly, Damon. Uh, and three of the competitors, I do not know. I apologize. They all look awesome. They all yeah. look great. It's going to be fun. The winner faces Alex Damon for the movie trivia showdown Star Wars title uh, at a big event with about 900 people in attendance Saturday wow. night in Chicago. Amazing. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And yeah, I've been I've been watching the old Star Wars matches uh, to kind of do some behind the scenes stuff on this year's edition. And uh you were killing me with some of your lines at the live <laughs> event, so I think you're ready. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I hope so. I hope so. If nothing else, I'll try to crack some jokes at my own expense <laughs> as I fail, if I fail. The best way we'll to do see. And also we'll see. at the system. Yeah. Uh, as far as my life adventures, you know, I've been busy myself, too, and, you know, some family stuff, all these sad things, so you sometimes need some escape, and the new mode, Capital uh, Supremacy? Is that what it is? I don't it know. It sounds like a great credit That's, card. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like a 17% yeah. APR on you capital, capital supremacy. Oh boy. I'm Count Dooku in my sassy pajamas. <laughs> the, the new mode on Battlefront 2, which is clones versus droids on Geonosis. And I've had one match. It took about 45 minutes to play. That's so cool. Love it. Multi-leveled, kind of a choose-your-own-adventure thing at, time, at times. A lot of fun. Yeah, and yeah. Then, those new infiltrator droids, the ones that are in the Clone oh, Wars cartoon. Oh, that's so great. I love the infiltrator droids. 2,000 credits in-game, you know, when you get you get those battle points. Um, I've maybe had them for 20 seconds. Oh, is it the infiltrator troops and then the commando droids, right? Commando droids. Well, there's the ARC. So the ARC troopers. Yeah. And then the infiltrator droids, the ones oh. that look like the little, uh, well, they kind of got the battle droid heads. I almost want to say they look like like rodents or something, but okay, um, yeah. they're the ones with the, uh, a lot of times with the uh, 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 Grievous um, and they're great. So they have like a, a poison smoke bomb kind of gas, oh, nice. a little rare thing. And then they, they have the blade so you can like use uh, a blade nice. weapon. But every time I get it, I last about 20 seconds <laughs> before I'm killed and it's a waste of my credits. I know it sucks. So uh, Battlefront 2, I'm telling you, Battlefront 2 continues to make improvements and it's a fun Star Wars game. I agree. All right, Joseph, we talked about Star Wars Celebration. We're going to be there. Jennifer, uh, we know you can't. You're going to be there in spirit this yes. year. Uh, you couldn't get out there. That's just the way life works. But Jennifer will be there. Maybe we'll just do a FaceTime call. I don't know. We'll, work that out. Uh, we'll do a pre-recorded FaceTime call. Yeah, right, Joseph exactly. and I are going to be there. We have a live event Thursday night, April 11th at Lulu Brewer that is sold out. And we have heard, we know a lot of you sometimes you disappointed. Some of you couldn't get the tickets. We actually oversold. We're so happy to say that we, we sold more than, more than we thought and we're going to have a full house, but we'll be around. But Joseph, uh, for those who are in attendance, we are going to do a, a little bit of meet and greet there, right? Yeah. Yeah. We decided to kind of make it a, 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 an official plan. So it's a uh, nice and organized. So we're going to, we're going to do the show. Ken and I are both going to do some comedy and we're going to have a live recording of a show. And then after that, we're going to do a meet and greet where people, uh, fans can line up if they like, and they can get an autograph or a photo with us, uh, for free. And then I will also have have 
uh, some merch for sale, uh, mm-hmm. some some comedy CDs, and we'll have a Force Center poster that we made that is just for this specific show, a Force yeah. Center celebration special special poster. <laughs> It'll be available for purchase, as they say on Delta Airlines. Um, <laughs> it looks... Like a bag of nuts, <laughs> but better. <laughs> it looks great. Yeah. The great Brian Ward designed it. It's exclusive to this event. All of our faces represented, uh, including our special guest, Serena Ariano, and um, it's 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 exciting. Yeah. It's 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 suitable for framing. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> We're excited to have a lot of fun with you all there at Star Wars Celebration. As far as, and I've been uh, getting this a lot, I, I'm sure you have too, Joseph, on Twitter, of like any other official meet and greets. We'll play that by ear. It's a busy week for yeah. all of us, but we'll be around, and Joseph and I are going to make some time to walk that floor and hunt for Kenner toys or something. <laughs> exactly. Please don't be shy. Come up, say hi. We love meeting all of you in person there. So, Star Wars Celebration, well... About eight days away. No. <laughs> yeah, it's better to think oh about it as in it's God. still a week away. <laughs> yeah. Holy moly. Man, oh, so much to do. Boy, so much to do, so much to do. Like, talk about the news. Yes. Wow, we're going to get an influx of news <laughs> very, very mm-hmm. soon. But right now, it's a little bit slower. Uh, first up, Episode Nine is bringing the Skywalker saga to a close, as we all know. So what better way to celebrate than with a massive mural at Star Wars Celebration Chicago? The 10 feet tall and 88 feet long mural (laughs) will feature every Star Wars movie, including episode nine, as well as Star Wars, The Clone Wars, and Star Wars Rebels. The idea for the mural came from Kathleen Kennedy, who asked Lucasfilm VP Doug Chang if they could create something that would visually represent the complete stories of Star Wars through art. Doug and the Lucasfilm Art Department created the preliminary composition, and then he hired, or they hired, uh, artist Jason Palmer to paint the entire mural in six weeks. I am sure he's probably still working on it as we speak. So they showed a little snippet of the mural. They showed the original trilogy section Mm -hmm. on StarWars.com, and it is beautiful. And this is what some of the artwork that I was explaining is going to be on blankets. It's also going to be available on mugs and something else I can't remember, other merchandise. So if you can't make it to Celebration, like me, there's other ways to own that mural. Yeah. I don't know where it's gonna be exactly it's really conspicuously not mentioned where it's going to be <laughs> exactly if it's just like somewhere in chicago somewhere. <laughs> right yeah or if right. it's gonna be a part of the show floor or, or yeah exact if you're gonna have to line up to see it if you have to go into the lottery to see the huge mural because oh if goodness. they're like yeah, if they're preparing it right now i'm like wow is there some episode nine spoilers they're covering up with like a sheet I, well oh i, I kind of think that there, there's definitely got to be like images that will be mm-hmm. in the trailer right right then on the wall but yeah are they going to have that covered up on thursday then before uh, uh, the trailer drops on friday i mean i would want that yeah i don't absolutely. want to be spoiled by a van mural you yeah know? i mean i think just oh, like wow. i think a million things are going to go yeah. off around the whole stadium when that episode nine trailer drops i think it's like triggered to be like you know it'll drop <laughs> <laughs> the second <laughs> episode start nine coming. yeah <laughs> trailer plays vendors appear oh, get yeah. your makeup oh, yeah, absolutely I, I really like that they released the classic trilogy because it is had this um really nice sort of remix of the kinds of images that that have been very classic right um in the style of poster that's been very classic particularly to i would say the the original trilogy and a little bit the prequel trilogy mm-hmm. it'd be super cool to see that style applied to the sequel trilogy and all the animated shows and it sounded like in that interview that they confirmed like yeah it's not going to be and here's a beautiful painting of animated Kane and Jarrus it's right. going to be 
Like, you um, know, so we, that means yes. we're probably going to get like a beautifully illustrated, realistic Obi-Wan with the half Stormtrooper armor Jedi Ooh, outfit yeah. from the Clone oh Wars and things like that. I love wow. that. I love that because then it, it, you know, the animation is animation. So it's going to look different than live yeah. action. Yeah, we get that. But I like when the Black Series figures came out of, of Ahsoka and Hera and Kanan, it's like, oh, yeah, this is real. Yeah, in, in they're my, the same style. In my nerd mind, <laughs> they're real. They're real. And so, they're photorealistic. Yeah. yeah, that painting, would, that, that, that's a great idea. Yeah. Great, yeah. great thought to have about that. We're going to see what Obi-Wan actually looks like. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, because it's going to be exactly like you're saying, an actual segment. The, each one is a, you know, each right. uh, movie is a segment. So, yeah, that's going to be so fascinating to see. Did you guys, soul side note, did you guys see that that poster that was leaked online? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. I'm guaranteed, I bet you that some of those images in that poster are going to be Beyond in this that. mural. Yeah. Which would make sense because yeah. if it's just kind of a promotional image or exactly. something like that, you know, I joke about yeah. spoilers in episode nine put on the mural, but that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if that's, yeah, if there's any truth to that right. poster, we'll certainly see some of those same images. Right. Yes. Yes, that's a whole different topic it to begin is. with. Okay. Oh, where am I? Yes, Darth Revan. <laughs> EA has announced that Darth Revan has joined the Hollow Tables in its mobile game app, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. The this event quotes air quotes you can't see what I'm doing explores <laughs> Revan's Knights of the Old Republic origins in seven phases. The story begins with Revan and Republic soldier Karth Onassi crash landing on the planet of Taurus after a Sith attack on Revan's ship. Once on Taurus, Revan goes to battle in the in the Terrace fighting arena under the alias Mysterious Stranger. <laughs> Great <laughs> alias. <laughs> yeah, right? If you're interested in taking Darth Revan for a spin, the cycle lasts until April 1st. Wait, 2019. Wait a minute. No, that can't be right. April 1st says today. Yeah, that can't be right. <laughs> Maybe it begins Maybe April be, 1st. I think it has to be. <laughs> Just so you know, you missed something. <laughs> you missed it. Sorry. Um, first of all, have you guys ever heard of this game? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody showed it to me and was like, you should you should play this. And I was like, how addictive is it? And the person was practically twitching, like really addictive. It's like, <laughs> really? okay, yeah, no, I can't. I, oh. Yeah, I just can't. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I want to. It looks really cool and really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't. I, there's a there's a Game of Thrones conquest game. It's not it's one of those, you know, you pay, you get extra coins. And yeah, I I can't stop. I can't stop playing and it's not even fun. So I like yeah. that's where my day. And I used to play the one that came out right about what 2014, the, the he's playing on my iPad, the one kind of a, almost real time strategy. Star Wars one mm. had some weird stuff that's counted as canon. It's actually one of the visual dictionaries. And it's kind of weird. Um, and I just, I just, my iPad broke and I just stopped playing the game and I was like, <laughs> I'm the force has spoken. I'm yeah. free. Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't tried this one yet. Yeah. It sounds really cool. Yeah. And, and I'm excited for the people playing it. Yeah. I do not think though that Revan appearing in this game means anything. I was going to ask that. <laughs> Does that mean? <laughs> that little, the, the, uh, clip that, that you sent us from the Star Wars show, uh-huh. they, they seem to really be going to trouble to say it's fun to bring in this legends content. This legends content was fun to work on. Yes. How do you like our legends content? <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I, I don't yeah. think it means anything for now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Even though, yes, we know, we know Revan was in the Clone Wars. We know that. <laughs> I think right. they're referring to the the Revan we fell in love with. Yes. <laughs> right. Well, Anthony Daniels is heading to Star Wars Celebration, but he won't be just signing autographs. He's hosting his own one-man show called Droidography. Get ready for an hour of personal stories, hilarious wit, and an unforgettable in-person experience on Sunday, April 14th at the con. You can also meet him all day 
all day <laughs> on Saturday and Sunday during the con in room W190. So I have so many questions. <laughs> First of all, remember how on Twitter he like kept teasing something? Yeah. Could this have been it? I think so. Maybe, Seems right? like it, yeah. It seems That's like a good it. bet. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's a good Absolutely. bet. This is a pretty big deal. It reminded me of, uh, like Mark Hamill used to do kind mm. of a, not one man show, but it was like a one-on-one with Mark Hamill. Yeah. It yeah. kind of feels like that, except there is no host. So it literally is just Yeah. Him. And I mean, James Arnold Taylor has done one person oh, shows. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and so I'm like sure that. over the course of the celebration, other people have as well. Oh, mm. absolutely. Um, yeah. I think Mark Hamill's Q and A just becomes a one person show. That's <laughs> what, yeah, I know. Cause I can't even remember who moderated that. And I saw it. Um, but the, probably the person said, here's Mark Hamill. And then, and then off <laughs> he moderation went. job done. Mm, yeah. But I just yeah. kind of love the idea of Anthony Daniels just relishing this. This yes. is totally like old school. Like, uh, let me tell you about all the people I've ever met in Hollywood. And now a light tap dance <laughs> and, and a song from a Fred Stare movie. <laughs> and there was something in the description about uh, he, he's entertain you to the like chagrin of some surprised audience members or something like that. Oh, I'm kind yeah, of paraphrasing. I, I forgot so about that. It also sounds like it. it it's uh, I have done a lot of theater. I've done everything from Shakespeare to children's theater to interactive dinner theater. Yeah. This feels like C-3PO is going to come to the audience and make fun of you. Oh my God. And they're just warning you. Let me roast you. Yeah, c 3 oh lightly God. roasted by protocol droid right. C-3PO. If he could confirm that he's going to be performing some of the hits from that Star Wars Christmas LP in the 70s, <laughs> bells, oh bells, bells, and what do you get a Wookiee for Christmas when he already has a comb? I will enter oh, the lottery for that one. Yeah, yeah, and he's going to drag <laughs> you on stage and uh, make you sing it with him. Yeah. Yeah. Who would like to do a duet? <laughs> I just want to picture it like Las Vegas, like old school Las Vegas with, you know, the tables and the little yes. lamps on Oh, yeah, little, yeah, little <laughs> Yeah. Cabaret tables. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yep. Cabaret tables. Everybody's eating steak and <laughs> having cocktails for five ninety five. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And look, I, I want I don't want anyone there to to, to misinterpret. We're not making fun or everything. No. Poke a little funny. I love Anthony Daniels. I love his passion for being Anthony Daniels and being C three PO. Yeah, exactly. He loves his character. He is just one of a kind. And this this is makes it tickles me. Well, and this music. honestly seems like yeah, one of the few humans who has been in. Everything, Everything. Uh, you know, certainly all the movies that if this really is the end of the Skywalker saga and, you know, 3PO and R2 are not popping up in the other trilogies, that maybe that's part of what this is, is is Lucasfilm, you know, letting letting him do something kind of big as his uh, Mm. his finale to the character. Was he his finale to, you know, his his relationship with Star Wars? That that sounds like he's going to be done, but you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) His. uh He's been in every any every live action movie, right? Solo yep. included. So yeah, Anthony Daniels. Yeah, yeah not not well, not three PO yeah. in Solo, but right. Anthony Daniels himself. Yeah, you know, Anthony Daniels. Tack. That's a good trivia question. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, and then you can meet him all day. To me, that's so generous. <laughs> like as somebody used to do meet and greets at Disneyland, let me tell you, it's a yeah. long day. Oh yeah, it's a long day. I hope he has a character host there with him. Wow. To yeah, help I'm him. sure he has some people. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. That's very giving of him. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope if you go and if you go and meet him, let us know because I want to yeah. see how the interaction yeah. is. And, and I'm sure he's a real delight in person. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. 
LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. That the, sounds so great. Yeah. I hope they stream that one. And oh, so it's too. archived because uh, I'll, I'll be leaving by Sunday because yeah. uh, I can't be there all weekend. And I would love to see this. Me too. Yeah. The big news from last week came when the Star Wars show and StarWars.com announced a new audio book called Star Wars Dooku Jedi Lost, available on April 30th. To be clear, this is an audio-only story that will be narrated by a full cast of actors. The story was written by... Kevin Scott, and it follows Dooku's assassin Ventress as she uncovers why Dooku left the Jedi Order. There's a new excerpt that came out, but we can talk more about it in our main topic. 
Yeah. That's my segue. Mm. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, I, yeah. Before we get into the main topic, I'm super thrilled about this uh, yeah. for a couple of reasons. Kevin Scott, is, as I always like to point out, is the person who in the, uh, 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 from a different point of view, um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm murdering the title because I'm right, very right, tired. Right. Uh, you got to get ready for that Star Wars trivia with Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi's most famous quote from a certain point of view book. Uh, he wrote the Obi-Wan story. He yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he uh, has. He also wrote that, although that great little horror anthology from the Star Wars uh, Adventures IDW comics. Mm. Oh, that's That five-issue right. arc w- involving uh, Vader's castle oh, and people yeah. telling horror stories throughout and one of them was a horror story about Dooku. I'm so mad mm. I never read that. I need to mm. read that. Get yeah, they're fun. List. They're really they're they're light, quick fun, but they really blend sort of like really traditional like spooky Halloween with Star Wars really really well. Cool. Uh, I think he's a really good author who really cares about kind of the the Force Four. characters in right. the Force lineage, so I think he's a great author for this. I'm excited for this, and I'm excited because radio dramas are kind of built into the DNA of Star Wars fandom, you know, going back to the, to the 70s, obviously, with the original ones. So this, to me, inspires, what's going to talk about Dooku, but it inspires ideas of what else could you do. And, and, and Joseph, to me, you, you've written a lot of theater, not just performed theater. You've yeah. written plays, which is a different practice. Yeah. Uh, this is somewhat similar to me from the outside looking in of radio dramas. Yeah. Th- this this is a different way to tell stories. Yeah, well, this is really interesting because th- this is not, I don't think this is technically a radio drama, right? Because right, right, right. Mark Thompson, who's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's doing all of yeah, most of the I got to see yeah. him at uh, San Diego Comic-Con okay. do a little uh, reading. He's great. Yeah. So it sounds like he'll mainly be narrating, but then you'll hear specific characters' okay. voices, but it, it doesn't sound like it'll be a full audio drama. Full play because it see this seems like no uh, sound effects of a guy shooting an actual gun like in the 1940s. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's gonna be active foley. I don't think yeah, Asajj Ventress <laughs> is gonna be like yeah, yeah, yeah. hitting electric wires to right. make your lightsaber. Right. Um, but uh, it, it's really interesting to me that I think because Audible wants to sell the idea of these mm-hmm. kind of it's a book, but it's more than a book. Right. Right. But I mean, my mind goes this with Kevin Scott's involvement because he's also a Doctor Who writer. Mm-hmm. There's since 1999. There's been this range of Doctor Who full audio dramas. Okay. Uh, called they're they're made by a company called Big Finish. Okay. And they just expand massively. So it's been since 1999. And if Star Wars got into that, yeah, that would be another place for all of these kind of one-off stories where we just really want to know what is the Battle of Tanab, right? And while some of these actors are still doing it, like that, that's what these Doctor Who ones about. Mm. You know, actors who haven't played Doctor Who since the 1970s are still doing audio because it's voice. Right, wow. right. So if they ever kind of took this the next step and it's like, yeah, what if we just release like an audio drama movie? It's two hours and it tells the story of Battle to Nab and Battle right. to Nab and it's really narrated by Billy D. Williams or, right. you know, obviously Luke Skywalker Adventures. Or it, It's really interesting everything that's going to yeah. open up. It, well, mm. I I don't know why, and maybe it's in the works. That, you know, when when the Star Wars show launched and Star Wars went into YouTube, part of it was like they looked around and saw other people, including Collider Jack Council, and were like, "Hey, why why aren't we in our own game?" Yeah. Uh, now, <laughs> if you go back to the pilot episode, they basically say, "Hey, we're we're in the offices. We're going to do this too." And, and I, with Andy and Peter Townley at the time, and I love the Star Wars show, but. I look at like the podcast world. Why uh-huh. is there not an official Star Wars yeah. podcast feed yep. where you could uh, do a list like Serial, which is all these other true crime popular yeah. stuff, do a podcast series that's a radio style drama or something different 
or they hire Force Center to be the official podcast. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know why, you know. Yes. I know they've moved into Star Wars. Kids, so who knows? Maybe someone has pitched it and yeah. Kathleen Kennedy said, I don't know what podcasts are. I'm joking, of course. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but audio drama or audio enhanced like yeah. this is, uh, narrative, I think is a big, interesting open world. Are you are you excited for this? Are you going to listen to this, Jennifer? Do I you- love this idea, and I think your apps is kind of funny going, it's on, it's like cyclical, going back to the, the olden times, and people would sit around their, you know, their radio, I, I don't uh-huh. know what was the official term would be called, and yeah. listen to these audio dramas. That's what yeah. my dad like grew up listening to. Um, and there really isn't an, an art to it. And it's, and because the podcasting world is so popular and so many of us are stuck in our cars all day, yeah. what better way to, you know, explore the world of Star Wars since I can't read while I'm driving right. than to listen to it. Yeah, it does. It lends itself to serialization and yeah. there's that connection with the adaptations uh, done by NPR back in the day of oh, Star Wars, Empire so and Jedi. Cool. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure that they're going to get in the podcasting world soon. I mean, everyone is getting a podcast now. So right. like some big time celebrities. Yeah. So I'm right. sure Star Wars will, will come around. Mm. There you go. And that is the news, the news, the news. We're going to take a look at the mysteries of Count Dooku. But before we do, we have our recommendation of an audio book that we think you should try on us. Joseph, what do we got today? We have Dark Disciple by Christy Golden because it's a really fun book and it has a lot of Dooku. <laughs> a whole lot of Duke. It does. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash force center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash force center for your free audiobook. Try one out on us. They're all the rage these days, kids. They're all the rage. <laughs> all right, Joseph, we were inspired. We we saw this news of the t- Count Dooku uh, uh, audiobook, the, the exclusive story we just talked about, and we like, it's our time. Yeah. It's our time as a force center team to look at Count Dooku and the mysteries of Count Dooku. That is right. And it is cool to know that we're going to be getting some of these answers because he's such a big character yeah. in in the lore, but we actually don't know a lot about him. So I'm, I'm happy also that that is not just another adventure, but getting into a little bit of, you know, why he fell kind of thing. Yeah, answers. answers. Big moments in canon. <laughs> uh, but right now there are still some mysteries. So I just want to start with the basics of uh, going around and asking how we feel about this character. Uh, did we like him back in the day when he first made his big entrance and Attack the Clones and have feelings changed over time? All that kind of stuff. Jennifer, where are you at with Count Dooku? Yeah, you know, when I first saw Dooku, I, I enjoyed him as a villain, but I felt like I didn't, he wasn't like a character that I really gravitated towards. Yeah. But then with the Clone Wars and specifically his his storyline with Asajj Ventress, then he became a much more fascinating character to me. And then it was just interesting to see how he, he kind of like um, his 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 role shifted into basically telling Asajj Ventresses and revealing more about her character. Yeah, I thought that that was really interesting. Um, and it's one we'll talk about the uh, their relationship and things like that later. But yeah, that so he I've grown to like him. Okay, I didn't. I always thought his name was weird. We're going to get into that as well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. So okay. I, I like him. So you like him, but you're mostly intrigued by him as an Osage Ventress delivery system. Yeah, like, narratively. A, like a foil, right? A foil, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. okay, interesting. Uh, Ken, how about you? <laughs> no, I, I think I, I, that's not, that sounded interesting. No, but I mean that because I think that there's lots of really interesting uh, things about Dooku, but in the storytelling, especially in the Clone Wars, 
it's it's kind of buried under the surface and he is mostly just like i have a plan i'm telling you what to do i'm bad oh i beat you bye right it's so he does feel more like a foil sometimes even though there's all this interesting depth in his character that isn't fully explored i don't think Mm -hmm. yeah let's start where we are right now i i I think Duke is one of my favorite characters. Yeah. I don't want to rank it in some top 10 type of thing, but I think he's become one of my favorite characters. And I'd say that's over the course of the last five, to maybe even 10 years. Uh, even when I wasn't uh, full on board and hadn't met you, Joseph, fully, <laughs> fully committed uh, to the, 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 this prequelist idea, I always say, I mean, we joke, but when, when you and I met and we started talking, you came on Jedi Alliance and you were like a prequel defender. And it was like, what is this? Along the way, there's these little points where I'd whisper to myself, I think I like this, but I don't know if I can tell anybody. Oh. Yeah. Um, Duca was one of them because okay. I'm a little with you, Jen. We'll talk about the name, talk about the stuff. Also, at the time, Christopher Lee, Sir Christopher Lee, was on top of the geek world. And I just loved Saruman so much. And I thought, oh, Lord of the Rings and, and I'm still a huge fan. Um and then you had him here, and I didn't dislike him, but I just, you know, the fight, you could tell it wasn't him because he's right. 80 years old. He's not going to be doing lights. So I think I, I didn't invest as much. Yeah. But there's he started to pull me back in. And now, I mean, I got hacked to pieces by him the other day on Battlefront 2, and I was like, <laughs> giddy. <laughs> Enjoying it the whole time. Yeah. And we call him Sassy Dooku now because of his pajamas that he wears. In the uh, he's got, yeah, he's got his dark ritual outfit. <laughs> and his jammies, are his jammies available yet? I don't know. I call it, it's dark ritual. his dark ritual looks like jammies. It's jammies. But it's actual yeah. jammies are going to be available eventually too <laughs> right and then so of course great. the Clone Wars animated series as it does and there's the Getty Tartakasi version and the one we're all generally familiar with as it does with a lot of characters in that era it gives you more life so yeah. long story short I love me some Dooku excellent uh, I think I'm always like Dooku I think I really appreciated the sort of meta purpose of, of casting him in the sort of he was great friends with Peter Cushing they have yeah. the uh, epic history together in the hammer horror films so it felt like a real connective tissue to all of the inspirations of of star wars to include him Mm -hmm. and then i think i was just really always taken with this fun let's veer in the total other direction from maul who particularly Mm -hmm. in phantom menace was just this blunt instrument of fury Mm -hmm. who basically Mm -hmm. had no character in in phantom menace other than you know, yeah. I speak quietly and I kill and I'm very scary. So to yeah. go all the way away from that to like, I am a gentleman. I'm mm-hmm. a swordsman and I have political interests and influence and yeah. I'm kind of diabolical. And he, I think like one of the things that is like the most connective of his character across everything from films to Clone Wars to video games is just that constant taunting. Yeah. Mm. He's just so good at just like, oh, like he's like the kind of like the older gentleman who could walk in the room and just see everybody's weakness at a party and find like the exact right thing to say to hurt eight people's feelings at once <laughs> and like undermine everyone. There's something about that sort of like yeah. gen- super evil, but I'm a gentleman and a tactician and I'm thinking three steps ahead and are you insecure about your shoulders? I noticed that immediately, you know, and can point it out to you. He's, he's uh, a YouTube comment thread without the <laughs> anger. Like He's the, a the brilliant calls. YouTube commenter. Yeah. Well, you know, so those one, like, those comments or those tweets where you can ignore, like, if someone says, "Ken, you have no credibility as a Star Wars fan because you like the Last Jedi," I'm ignored. I don't. Yeah. Know. 
Ken, you're losing more hair over the last six months. Like, oh, you're right. And I stay up for three days because I know I'm going bald. Like, yeah, it's like the ones that just yeah. jab you. Yeah. And <laughs> it, that's Count Dooku. That is Count Dooku. So there's so many things uh, that I, I like about him. And we'll explore more of it as we get talking. Um, and, and I do think that we get into some of those details in the Clone Wars. I'm just hungry for even more of his character to be explored. Um so let's talk about the name, because I think the name, uh, particularly maybe for people who were a little older when Attack of the Clones came out, uh, was maybe a stumbling block. Uh, <laughs> both Count Dooku and Darth Tyrannus. <laughs> They're both just like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so they they never bothered me, but I'm also like, I think I literally pumped my fist when I heard the title Attack of the Clones. Mm. And people at the time were like, uh, Attack of the Clones? And to me it was like, yes! It's movie serials. It's Flash Gordon. Give me right. the give me the over the top. I want it. I'd be yeah. happy if Episode Nine was you know Curse of Kylo Ren. I like. Oh, I'd be fine be with that. That'd be awesome. And Count Dooku and Darth Tyrannus are both yeah. in that. Like, mm, raise one eyebrow. Oh my, it's so over the top. Uh, yeah, in a in a delicious way. I think it's look the name the names. I I I I got on board with Attack of Clones eventually. Like yeah. uh, totally because you're right, and it just it just kind of fit. And the Curse of Kylo Ren sounds great, actually, <laughs> to me. Yeah. Um, but, it, like, remember, leading up to Force Awakens, I used to always make fun of Captain Phasma. I hated yeah. that name, and it's still not my favorite, but I understand now where J.J. got it from, where all these names. Um, Dooku and Tyrannus are just now part of the wallpaper. Yeah. And I didn't like it. I, I actually think I dislike Tyran- Darth Tyrannus more. The Darth names, I, Lucas... I was talking about this with with Stephen Alex of Blacksburg Rebels the other day. I, I said I think he got lucky with Darth Vader because it just sounds it sounds cool, good. Right? right? But everything else is kind of silly intentionally. Darth Maul, he mauls things. Darth <laughs> Tyrannus is tyrannic, and I, I'm okay with it. So, yeah. but over the course of time, like a good band name, you think it's really silly, you think it's witty, you hate it, and then you just love it. I'm fine with Dooku and Tyrannus now. Yeah, 2002, not so much. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we did a comedy sketch after Revenge of the Sith came out and people had been expecting maybe a rationale for Darth Vader. Right. Because it did sound like the names were coming up, like, mm. were like, Maul. Yeah. were like, that the logical progression is that he'd be Darth Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no. Um, I, th- I did some research on Wikipedia um, mm. and the uh, it, Wikipedia claims, and I, don't, I okay. didn't find the source, that uh, Dooku was named after a Japanese word meaning uh. poison that sounds like Dooku. And like, right. okay, right. that fits his character because he's, he's the Sith Lord who would poison you, whereas yeah. Maul would cut your head off. Right. Um, Not that uh, Darth Tyrannus wouldn't. Uh, And they did a little bit of a deep dive on Tyrannus that we we are very familiar with it Mm. as being tyrannical, T-Rex, all that kind of stuff. Uh, But that the original Greek word was a description of someone who overthrows the legitimate government. Mm. And it started as just like, well, this is a word to describe this thing that happens. Mm. And then it morphed into tyrant, the larger idea of what a tyrant is. So that it has a little bit more weight. And I love that stuff. That Mm. stuff works yeah it makes it feel a little just like yeah darth mean pants yeah 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 no and it's easy to make it but i'll tell you one of the things that uh, um that made me start to like it was yoda's count dooku Uh, you've heard me on forces i just i always it just warms my heart (laughs) uh yeah i mean a super cut of everybody saying dooku it's a fun name to go dooku uh and then i i think uh 
the fact that he Christopher Lee is famous for playing Dracula. I feel mm. like the Count Dooku sounding not that far from right. Count Dracula might have had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, they work. Are, are, how are you? Are they still? Do they still stick in your craw, Jennifer? They, that's exactly what I was going to say. I, I think that they're probably the the names that I like the least in Star Wars. But you know why? I, I like the, the meanings behind them. I get it. I'm on board with it. But it's my own silly associations. When I think of Count Dooku, I think of Count Duckula. <laughs> One of my favorite cartoons. As we a have a winner. We have a winner of the explanation game. <laughs> I kid you not. When I heard that, I was like, Count Dooku? Like, Duckula? So I, I go there. For Dooku. And then for Darth Tyrannus, <laughs> I love T-Rexes. Mm-hmm. Immediately, I think of a T-Rex with a lightsaber and a black cape. All right. We need fan art of this <laughs> mashup yeah. of uh, Count yeah. Ducula in a T-Rex saying Count Dooku lines. <laughs> I, have, I have no problem with this at all. <laughs> this is just terrible. I mean, this this is where my mind goes, and that's why I can never get behind these names, uh, no matter how... <laughs> Mm-hmm. No matter how much I try. I become more powerful than any Jedi. <laughs> uh, I'm a duck in a T-Rex. <laughs> I, I love Count Duckula. I've been trying to find it. I, I, I don't even think I can find it on YouTube. All right. Well, let's, Anyways. Uh, let's see if we can do uh, better, different, worse, yeah. whatever. Uh, we're, we're mixed on mm-hmm. Dooku and Tyrannus uh, here on Force Center. Uh, but. Um, as soon as this announcement came, a lot of people were like, we're going to get his first name. We're going to get his first name. Mm. So yeah. what do we think Count Dooku's first name should be? Uh, what dinosaur do you want to name him after there, Jed? <laughs> I would think his first name would be something uh, like Cornelius. <laughs> yeah, that's Cornelius Sebastian. Dooku. Sebastian. Yeah. Stego. Darcy. Stego's good. <laughs> Cornelius. That was after Stegosaurus, so we'll see. Stego, yeah. but, right? but Count Stego Dooku. Count Stego Dooku. Uh, oh. Did you have uh, an idea? Yeah, I went with uh, the C. That I went with Clavin. Count Clavin Dooku. Oh, that's oh. a good match for, sh- for Sheev. right. I was trying to honor Christopher Lee and thought Clee. That's not bad Count Clee Dooku. Count Clee Dooku. Oh, that's interesting. That's not bad either. We got some winners. Yeah. We, I think ours are really good. Yeah. I mean, at this point, we we all, I think, mocked, most fans mocked yeah. Sheev. And now I think people are like, yeah, that's an oily, evil-sounding name. Mm. Yeah, Sheev is still fun for me. It, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's a name I didn't necessarily think I need, but yeah. now I got it. It's Sheev. Sheev Bounty. Yeah. So yeah. we are ready for Clavin Stego <laughs> Dooku. Clee Dooku. Yeah, Sebastian. Yeah, I mean, he is. He's royal, so maybe he yeah. has like three to four <laughs> names. He's right, like a, right. He's like a papered show dog. <laughs> Sebastian Clavin <laughs> Stego Dooku. Uh, all right. Uh, let's get back to uh, some of Dooku's Actions, his presence. Do you have a favorite moment of Dooku in the live action films? Ken, I'll start with you. Yeah, I do. Uh, I've talked about it before, but the, the interrogation scene with Obi Wan and Attack the Clones is my favorite overall scene with Dooku. I think it's kind of the core Dooku, and it and and it's one of those ones you watch that scene and you can form your own answers, and maybe maybe eventually, like someone like George Lucas will say, "No, here's what I thought," and sometimes you go, "Okay, that's I guess the answer." Yeah. Um, case like George Lucas in the Chosen One, he's like, "No, it's Anakin," but I still love crawling into the story and playing around with well maybe Luke is because Obi-Wan thinks so so in that moment I think a lot about Dooku and what he really intended and his play for power Christopher Lee calls him immoral but break it down to the moment where after he makes his pitch to Obi-Wan Obi-Wan's like nah there's just a look on Dooku's face like alright well that would have been cool yeah. alright be difficult to secure your release <laughs> and walks out I yeah. just love that moment it's so taunting to say like 
you know, since you said no to me, I'm not going to release you. Since mm. you know, in yeah. in you know, like that total like Obi Wan knows he's full of crap and he's yeah. just teasing him, taunting him. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer, do you have a favorite moment or scene in live action? That would that would probably be it as well. I I just I mean he doesn't get too much screen time, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I just do like his. <laughs> he taunts everyone around him. <laughs> it's just really, it's really. He very much reminds me of Tarkin in that sense. Uh, yeah. So it's yeah, fu- yeah. it's fun that, that obviously he and Peter Cushing were friends, and uh, yeah. So I just like that he kind of just uh, puts people down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very uh, very uh, good villain. Yeah. Modern day villain. Yeah. I I, I think I do uh, I do really like the Dooku Yoda fight, and I think in some way that's his kind of that's his big scene and. Uh, it, I don't. I don't know if I've ever told you guys this. We I did a masquerade entry in 2002. My friends did very elaborate masquerade entries. Mm. They had a blow up dinosaur, green dinosaur, that they would do different genre scenes with that dinosaur's characters. Yeah. So they made a little costume for it and made it Yoda, and they wanted him to fight Dooku, but they needed Dooku to be taller. So I played the top half of Dooku <laughs> while riding on my friend's shoulders, <gasps> and we had this massive cape, and then we acted out the lightsaber fight. So I we in the summer of 2002, we watched that scene. Yeah. Again and again and again to get the actual timing. Wow. Yeah. So glad, glad you didn't fall through. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Uh, it's braver days. So I like that scene a lot. But I think my biggest thing is just I love his reaction shots. He's such a great actor. He has so many great little takes whenever anything is happening. And I think my favorite is his reaction shot to Django's death, where he's yeah. like. He's seen a horrible violence, but he's still like a little unsettled. He does yeah. a weird thing with his hands. I'm like, oh, that's uncomfortable. Oh, that's, yeah, right. That's, wow. I really didn't think Mace was going to lose it that much. Yeah. It's almost, you get the sense like he can almost feel it. Like, of like, Ooh. Ooh. which then actually becomes great uh, setup for exactly what happens to him. Uh, yeah, bonus. Like you, the, when he gets his head chopped off, there is that great look of realization of, oh. Oh. Damn it. Yeah, in, in <laughs> just in that whole moment of like, oh. And he's got that after he beats uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin, he's yeah. got that, that tired yeah. me out a little bit, but I wasn't going to let them see that. Yes. All yes. sorts of things that, like that. And when Yoda deflects his lightning, he's got a, oh, no. damn, I didn't think <laughs> you'd be able to do that. Mm. And uh, when, he, you know, when he first amazes, you know, sorry, old friend. Like, it just, there's some weight to that. Yeah. Like, they probably had some good times. And yeah. I hate that I have to destroy you, but I but will. I will, because yeah. I can, because I'm pretty awesome. I don't know if you know. <laughs> uh, do you have favorite moments of him in the Clone Wars animated series uh, or novel or comic books? But uh, kind of all of his outside of the movies. Jennifer, you were saying that's where he really popped to you. Yeah, I mean, to me, my my favorite, my favorite would be the battle between, I mean, I love the the Night Sisters. That's fun. You know, he yeah. literally is in his pajamas. Yeah. Uh, but the scene with him, the lightsaber battle between him and Asajj and Savage mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> is, is great. And I just... I mean, that to me is where I was like, wow, this is not a cartoon. <laughs> like, yeah. it had so much weight. The acting is is phenomenal, and it, it feels so real. And I, I watch it just because sometimes, and <laughs> just because I like Asajj, and it just... It never lets me down. Yeah, because it's it, so good. It's a moment where he has a little bit of a flaw, right? Yes. Where he didn't really see this plot coming together, and now he has to really defend himself from it. Right, exactly. And the history between the two of them, and 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 I, I just want her to defeat him, and and oh, and it seems like maybe she might. 
and then he's constantly taunting her with the whole monster thing and and uh, yeah. there's some great lines in there. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think my favorite. There's so many great moments, but I think my favorite is the uh, the jammy death fight. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like uh, the, all the time we get to spend in his his castle, his fortress. Uh, that's really cool to see, uh, and, it, and it suggests that sort of wealth and royalty and that different kind of power. Uh, but the fact that he's really on his heels, mm. and they it really shows his power that he's kind of overwhelmed, but he he gets the upper hand again. And the mm. fact that like, of course, he has beautiful evil satiny jammies you know all of it just it, it shows us who the character is why is lucasfilm not marketing an official line of dooku jammies yeah. add to yeah. cart absolutely absolutely how about you what's your favorite in the anime i I, I, I always i think i have to admit this sometimes i struggle sometimes to pick moments in the clone wars i just recently rewatched all six seasons yeah wow. um but there's so much that all like it's highlights the jammy fight. A lot of just seeing him in action. I, I love the moment when he kind of is told by Palpatine and I'm paraphrasing of course, but like you got to kill Ventress. Like mm. your little toys, not working your little yeah. hobby. You're done with it. And, and it speaks to his character that, um, you know, he, he, he's, he's not, he's evil. Don't get me wrong. He's evil, but it's like, all right, he probably feels bad on some level. He just, he's got that, all right. I just like that part of his character that he's willing to kill his apprentice, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So I, I like a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. I like a lot of that. I think, I think what I respond to with Dooku is, uh, in who knows, maybe it'll uh, pop up <laughs> in this last uh, Clone Wars, this next Clone Wars season. May, um, he is so often moving the plot. Yeah. You know, it's so often that Sidious has a plot and he's the one enacting it. Because it's like you go through his Wikipedia page, it's like, and then Dooku plotted this and then Dooku plotted it. Like, right. he is working overtime uh, yeah. doing plots. So he's in a lot of the episodes, but a lot of the times he is just the yeah. person telling somebody else to do or showing up and having a cool lightsaber fight, making fun of people, and, and he's <laughs> off. Right. Right. <laughs> Which is why I'm so fascinated with this audiobook. Yeah. 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 To dive in, into yeah. him in specific. Uh, I want to talk about Dooku's place in the chain of Padawans and Masters. So, obviously, he is Yoda's Padawan, and he is Qui-Gon's Master. Mm. What does that tell us about him? Is that just cool to you, like interesting, or do you feel it's significant to the overall storytelling? Both, because it was one of those fun, like, I don't mind the world being that small. Like, I thought that was cool. Um, I think think I'm still trying to understand it, which is, love that even now... You, you can peel back layers. Uh, I wonder, hear me out here. If you got Yoda, I, I would call him a pretty, a good teacher, a, but stringent maybe to the typical Jedi way, even though, again, in Last Jedi, we see him, hey, don't worry about those books. Um, I wonder, though, if he was, he's the guy, he's the teacher, you're living up to his level, and that t- causes Dooku to kind of have some problems with it, not be the rebellious child, yeah. but then his son so to speak is Qui-Gon and that maybe is where Qui-Gon gets some of his like oh, the Jedi Order ain't the best you know what I mean like I'm yeah. working on that idea uh, so yeah, that's it is something about me. Yoda's training and, and raising really of mm-hmm. Dooku caused Dooku to get a part of himself that was really going to question authority 
Yes. He questioned it to the point of, I'm going to destroy everything and <laughs> remake it in my own image. Yeah. Uh, and maybe pass it on to Qui-Gon, who, who sort of questioned things in a larger spiritual way. Right. And then that leads to Obi-Wan, and, and you know a ton about Obi-Wan, Joseph. If like, maybe that's why Obi-Wan's a little bit more of the poster child for following orders, but also on his own. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm fascinated with that line. Yeah, yeah. I don't, know, does, I don't know all the answers. Yeah, curve around. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that whole relationship, Jennifer? Is it interesting to you? Well, you know, I know it's significant. Uh, and yet, I have a hard time buying that he was Yoda's Padawan, and I don't uh-huh. know why. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because we're seeing him in his later years that it's hard for me to visualize him. I just feel like uh, he would be a very difficult Padawan, <laughs> and he would not listen. Um, but yeah. for him as Qui-Gon's master, I find that that's an interesting dynamic. It's something I've never really thought about, but this audiobook does... It does intrigue me. Yeah. Maybe we'll learn more about that. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I think the, I mean, definitely the, the Qui-Gon relationship feels like you've got enough pointers that you can make some guesses mm-hmm. about, yeah, mm-hmm. Qui- Qui-Gon questions some things. Maybe he got that from, from Dooku. And some of them are legitimate, as we know of, like, yeah. the Republic's not working very well. Uh, the being Yoda's Padawan, like, you can imagine that Yoda did great by Dooku and then other things happened to Dooku's life. And again, like maybe that's what we'll learn. Right. But I also like at this point, just kind of imagining that uh, maybe Yoda really told him to look away from his past because Dooku's an interesting character in that he has more of a place. Mm. Like Obi-Wan doesn't seem to know or care anything about his life on Stujan or who he would have been. You know, and we don't get that with any other Jedi. We're like, it just happened that an incredibly wealthy monarch mm. is sensitive to the force. So you have this whole other big life. Like you would have been important in a big deal anyway. Mm. And, and it's fun to imagine what if Yoda just really pressed him, just like, never look over there. Never look over there. That's not what a Jedi is about. Mm. You know, I can't hide this from you because it's a part of sort of galactic history that y- yeah. y- you will know. Whereas, like, if Obi-Wan is just born to some nice farmers on Stu John, mm-hmm. who cares? Right. It's it's really fascinating because when he leaves, when Lost 20, he goes back to that. Yeah, you don't, I don't, I don't think with any other Jedi, do you really stop and think how aware they are of their uh, real life, their yeah. real parents and all this kind of things. Like, it is kind of weird. Obi-Wan's taken young. All these, they're all, uh, uh, you know, uh, Ahsoka's taken young. Like, yep. yeah, I would love those conversations. I hope we get that. Yeah. Is it at 14? He, he's like, I was looking up uh, with Jocasta New, uh, Yoda, and it turns <laughs> out I uh, I could have had this life. And like, mm. that's right away. That's some fascinating right. stuff. Right. That creates a little bit of a, mm. Mm, maybe I should question things yeah. and what, what's over there. I love that. Um, I wanted to ask a little bit specifically about that because uh, it's not in canon, but uh, Count Dooku in Battlefront 2 does taunt Yoda <laughs> when Yoda's nearby. Mm. Like, how does it, you know? How does it feel to know that uh, after your teaching, I became a Sith? Wow. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but he's, it's a fun little taunt. So how do you feel about that, Ken? Does it, does it shatter your idea of Yoda, or does it make Yoda perfectly in line with all these other great Jedi we know who've had a Padawan who fell? Per- perfectly in line, right? This idea of uh, maybe he had to, at some point, I think he's okay with it now. Maybe he's worked through it, but... You got 800, 900 years to get through this. At one point, was he just like, I was a bad teacher because we've seen Obi-Wan struggle with it, Qui-Gon, Kanan Jarrus, yeah. the idea of teachers and, and, and I, I, you know, uh, Harry Potter. Does, yeah. does, does, <laughs> uh, does uh, do they, um, 
know, when Voldemort goes bad, do you, do you carry that with you there, mm. Dumbledore? You know, I yeah. love that idea. Uh, uh, I love that idea, and I, and I think in Battlefront 2 is, uh, you know, re- opening up some <laughs> interesting, <laughs> this is why the game's good. <laughs> a new area of canon for us to explore. Uh, I did want to talk a little bit, you mentioned it as your favorite scene, Ken, yeah. uh, because I think it is a major Dooku scene. What do we think Dooku's intent in telling Obi-Wan so much of the truth in Attack of the Clones? Jennifer, how have you read that scene? Well, I always think that he's trying to manipulate everyone around him for his own personal reasons. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. Is he doing it to, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, well, Ken, I think you and I have talked about it a little bit. I can't remember how much is on air or over beers, Yeah. but um, that's what we do. I think there is that, that element of the classic uh, well, you're, the Sith is supposed to get their own apprentice and overthrow the one above them. So is it just like, if Obi-Wan surprised him, it's like, yeah. <laughs> right. Would he just be like, great, that was plan A. Right. Uh, but to me, plan B is just like, I'm going to tell them enough of the truth so they're just looking over their shoulder mm-hmm. to say, is that at all true? And, and Yoda kind of says that of like, lies, misdirection, that's the way the Sith mm-hmm. uh, at the end of Attack of the Clones. Again, I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. Um but then there's also the, well, if you're thinking it's not true, you're wondering why he said that. And if you're thinking you are true, it is true. Mm. Then you're going like, well, who is this Lord Sidious who is allegedly controlling things? Is it Bail Organa? Is it mm. Orn Frita? Who is it? You know, uh, so I think it's just I think all of his taunting, all of his tactics are about doubt. Yeah. So people aren't thinking about him, how to beat him. They're they're thinking internally to their own weaknesses. Mm. Well said, well said, and, and, and Jennifer, I, I don't think you're off. But I don't think we really know, and that's why I love the scene. And again, I saw one YouTube video that was like about Dooku. Um, it was really interesting behind the scenes thing, and it talked about that scene, and it seemed to give an answer with some authority from like Lucas. Or, I don't okay. know the quote, but I go to again Christopher Lee saying about his character, Dooku is immoral. He's just concerned about power. So I think there's a lot of truth to him saying together we can destroy the Sith either, either with the rule of two kind of philosophy yeah. or just, we don't need the Sith or the Jedi. Let's start something. Let's just do our own thing. Let's yeah. Get gold robes and go to the <laughs> unknown regions. So I'm fascinated because I think there's a lot of answers. I think, you're saying it's so righteous. If, you know, you know, you want to know the truth? Here's the truth. Yeah. And it's so true that Obi-Wan doesn't believe it in that moment. Yeah. But then, And I think another truth is, you know, Qui-Gon once thought as I did. Like, Qui-Gon would be here with me. Yeah. I don't know if that's 100% true. I don't think so. But I think Obi-Wan knows enough to know, well, he didn't like, I trained Anakin because he didn't, you know, he did not agree at the council. Yeah. And that forced an issue where they kind of, all right, fine, train the kid. Um, I, I think there's, it's, it's a lot of wonderful misdirection. It's a different kind of, of, uh, a way to fight. Yeah. I it love feels it. like a chess move where he has, uh, thought of two or maybe even three different responses. And he's happy with all of those. Right. That that will help his bigger game kind I, of thing. It goes any direction. I think yeah. Palpatine's good at this too, as well. He's, he's not just a blunt weapon. We know, but yeah, it's, it's different from Dooku cause he knows, he knows Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon and the Jedi Order so well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit about Dooku's sort of, uh, what he represents. Because he represents lots of different kind of power. Obviously, he is a, he, he's a kick-ass Sith. Yeah. Uh, he's rich. Uh, he has armies at his disposal. And I think uh, something we haven't talked about a lot, all of his political influence. Because mm-hmm. that's really being pulled out more and more in, in, in canon and highlighted. We're, we're told this in Attack of the Clones, but... He spent years going around to different planets 
whispering in people's ears, like Republic's kind of not great. Have you ever thought of any other opportunities? There's stuff mm-hmm. in Queen's Shadow that it suggested that he is just a few years after Phantom Menace mm-hmm. manipulating uh, the government of Onderon to have mm-hmm. issues. Uh, he's also going around and shoring up all of the like legitimate power of banks and manufacturers and uh, all of that. So, so he has all these different kinds of power. Mm. Why do we think he wanted more? At, at a, when you're rich, you can kill almost anyone. You have manipulated almost the entire government. You have armies. What does that say when you still like, no, more power? <laughs> mm. power's, power's a drug, right? Yeah. Power's a drug, and I think it, it's... Um, it's never enough, and I think there could be some bitterness towards, you know, if you just let me live the life I wanted, I wouldn't need this. Him, again, going back to this amoral thing of uh, he's not choosing sides, he's choosing himself. Yeah. Um, and, again, some real, real, if you want to dig into it, real justification. This idea we've talked about before about him being the first rebel in a weird way, not because he wanted to, but I think the separatists just happened to be fighting the republic that became the empire you know I'm not, I'm not saying he was the first rebel but it's an idea we talk about a lot i i just think you know he's he sees some truth in the republic not doing well so why do we need this just follow me i got a cape I, this. <laughs> I think it's a it's just power power's a drug yeah do you feel the same way jennifer do you feel like there's anything more to it for him or is it really just that that sort of it's a it's a sickness it is a sickness he wants to be king essentially and uh, and it's yeah, yeah. it's something where I mean, could he be searching for his own happiness? You know, he's like, well, maybe if I do this, this will make me happy. No, I need to do this. No, that doesn't make me happy. I mean, it's like this subconscious thing that's driving him of why he continues to want more. I mean, you see it all the time with rich people who are like being being wealthy did not make me happier. Right. It actually made me unhappier. And now I'm searching for happiness in all these other places. Yeah. Like that sort of like I'm super rich, but both of my neighbors have private jets and islands. So I need that too. yeah. Kind of power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I I think there's some interesting thing with him that differs from Palpatine, um, the Revenge of the Sith novelization. I don't remember all the details, but it goes into a little bit of his ideas of what he thinks is going to happen, that that they are going to reform the government. Um, So what do you think a a reformed government, if he he wants power, but he also wants to remake the Republic, what do you think a Republic led by Dooku looks like? That's a great question, because I wonder if he has that answer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think... It's a great question because the Sith are involved. Take, if you take the Sith out, I'm not saying it's good. Don't get me wrong. I always sound like I'm defending Dooku. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, but it just might be uh, It might be these corporations getting more and more power. It might mm-hmm. be uh, maybe we get our own kind of empire, the Dooku Empire, in a different way. So I don't know that answer because I've never been asked that question, which is okay. why <laughs> you're good at this. Um, I, I, I honestly think I don't know if he knows. I don't think it because it goes in any direction. If Obi-Wan and him take down the Sith, what does that mean? Like, yeah. I, that doesn't mean they're good guys or not Dooku, at least. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? I want yeah. answers. I want to learn here today. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I wouldn't trust him. I would think it'd be like an aristocracy. Yeah. I think that it'd end up like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that you're absolutely right. Corporations controlling things and mm-hmm. basically squashing. Somehow the little people would continue to get squashed. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, he is, at the end of the day, no matter how many different interesting fancy ideas he has or how refined he acts, 
he he's buying into this thing and he's torturing and hurting people right constantly right uh yeah. starting a war that slaughters you know billions uh mm-hmm. for his own ends i think yeah i think the government would just be like brutally organized like really the everything is super super controlled but you know people have no life no creativity no passion it's just you know mm-hmm. and then and then way at the top duca has nice parties with nice capes and nice mm-hmm. wine and thinks it's so nice looking down and everybody else is just slammed into these horrific right. boxes of just exactly. brutal organization and he thinks this is a much better republic it works better <laughs> right. it works better the ships are on time kind of thing yeah uh, yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, my thought on that uh so it's good it's good that dooku is not in charge <laughs> yeah, yeah. of the galactic government uh we could talk forever but i'm gonna start wrapping up here with the end of dooku so Dooku, as we've talked about, he, he was a master manipulator and a, a great strategist. So why did he not see the betrayal of Sidious coming until seconds before he lost his head? That great look. Yeah. I think it's uh, what brings down a lot of, uh, of of these type of characters. Just an arrogance, blinded by their own ambitions or plans. There's no doubt I think it's uh, he didn't fully trust Sidious, but... He's uh, to me, to me, he's just so wrapped up in what he wanted to do. He just couldn't stop to think that this was a possibility and yeah. that it was Anakin. Yeah. You know, especially when he was a kid. I cut off his hand and flew mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He, he, yeah. He's Anakin. Yeah. Obviously, as he's fighting Anakin, he doesn't yeah. think much of him. He's doing the classic, like, uh, you know, you'd be so powerful if you unleashed your anger. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why'd what? you unleash your anger? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, you know, our favorite word around these parts that Skywalker uses hubris. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I think you're so right with these types of, of villains, these types of characters. They they don't see it coming because they don't they they're just so caught up in their own confidence in their own power. They somebody couldn't possibly dare to do that to him. Yeah. And so Yeah, that nobody would ever be that skilled. Yeah. Yeah, there's that real personal hubris about his own ability mm-hmm. and his own power. Right. And then I just really like the the story of Dooku being, you know, a master Sith who's learned all the rules, and one of the rules is like, well, Sith lie. So he looks at Sidious and goes, oh, I know he's lying about this and this and this. Yeah. But he wouldn't lie to me about what we're going to do with the government. <laughs> like, what do you think always lies means? There's no yeah. there's no asterisk on always lies except for the one I care about. Yeah. And that right. feels like the hubris that he stepped into yeah. in his relationship with Sidious. Absolutely. I mean, look at Snoke's demise, Palpatine's demise, Plagueis' demise. It all kind of has this, like, you know, uh, I'm going to bring you along because uh, I'm going to train you the rule of two. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> How did this happen? Yeah. Uh, all right. So we could talk, like I said, uh, forever. But on the end of Dooku there, we're going to wrap up with his end and uh, end with a fun question. If Dooku invited you to sit down and have a glass of wine with him, would you go? Oh, oh, absolutely. That's some fun wine. Yeah. Oh, my god! I love a good uh, lounge and a party. Oh. It'd be quite probably some good space jazz playing. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. And right. I, I hoped, uh, I would hope I would leave like Obi-Wan, uh, securing myself yeah. to not fall, but to enjoy his wine. Yeah, it's fascinating <laughs> to think of it as just uh, not even that he's going to murder but you, but he's going to hurt your feelings a lot and like can i can i do it you know if he uh, if he criticizes my jawline and my right. profile can i can i handle it what <laughs> what ex- what reason would he invite me that's the first thing yeah yeah, that's yeah. You, how is he gonna invite me i would never go because that wine would have poison in it or some sort of drug in it that's gonna drug me 
uh-uh, I'm not going anywhere near him. Yeah. <laughs> no way. That's probably the smart answer. Jennifer with the clear yeah. voice of reason yeah. among oh. us. Uh, I would go with multiple Jedi uh, protectors okay. and a wine droid that's designed oh. to scan wine. That's it's cool. got like a secret weapon in it or something. Yeah. Or okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just it scans yeah. wine and it can tell me like the notes, but also like there's a note of you know poison. A sommelier droid. Yeah, a sommelier, sommelier droid. droid. Exactly. That's what we need. That's what we need. Dryden we need... Voss has one of those, I'm sure. Oh, oh for yeah. sure. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Dryden Voss. You feel like he uh, he has read the textbook of Count Dooku and has uh, taken yeah. a few things from the old pages of Dooku. Right. Uh, well, like I said, we could talk uh, forever. There's so many interesting facets to Dooku, and we're going to get to talk more because we're gonna learn more from this uh, great upcoming audiobook absolutely thank you sir diving into the mysteries of dooku and i like that there's still some mystery left it's a lot of fun i don't like having all the answers that canon checklist there's big things i want to know i love that the characters still have these layers we can enjoy we'll learn more about dooku uh right now though we're gonna go to audience questions we like taking uh questions from you on twitter facebook and patreon we got stuff to, today from paul stannis he writes, what's the one question you would ask Ray at her meet and greet at Disneyland? Looking at you, Jen. Mm-hmm. Assuming it's a post-Last Jedi, Ray, who could get some tertiary canon? Uh, uh, I would ask uh, if Rose has gotten better. That's what Paul's uh, question would be. Jen, we'll start with you. Yeah, you know, I would want to get to the to the meat of it and just get right down to business. What, what was your life like living on Jakku by yourself? Mm. How did you feel? You know, like, do you still have memories of that? Do you still have, like, PTSD from being mm-hmm. abandoned? Like, oh, I just would really want to, like, uh, in some ways, like, psychoanalyze her. <laughs> I just think it would be fascinating. Yeah. How did you survive? Yeah. Well, you know, what terrible things happened and how did you overcome it? Yeah, where did you find your, your inner strength? Your inner strength. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Well. <laughs> <laughs> when when I went through and I took a photo with Ray, and this is like a year ago now, yeah. she was asking people if they had any good ideas for where the next resistance base could be. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, so like that, that was a really good question from her. Uh, Van Nuys. <laughs> yeah, I told her Minnesota, in northern Minnesota. It's nice <laughs> and snowy. It's perfect. Uh, it has a good history with Hoth. Uh, yeah. I think uh, if it was, uh, r- I would maybe ask her about her lightsaber, because mm-hmm. I'm very curious you know, just sort of philosophically what she's thinking, like what, what feels like a right weapon to her mm-hmm. using that old kyber crystal or finding a new one. Uh, but then I would also ask her if she's ever been tempted by the dark side. Mm. Cause it's just kind of not been her issue in the sequel trilogy has been, who am I? Do I have a place in this? Mm-hmm. Not will I fall to the dark side? So it'd yeah. be lovely. It'd be lovely. It'd be really interesting yeah. to hear Ray's take on the dark side. I'm just like, yeah, I'm not worried about it. Love that. <laughs> I, I might just uh, Hey, do you have a moment, Ray? Please assure me you don't have a thing for Kylo Ren. Please <laughs> assure me you are uh, understand your worth and, and have accepted your worth and don't want to have anything to do with this bad boy. Oh, you want to go right into the Raylo controversy with Ray herself? <laughs> yes, please, Ray, please. <laughs> oh my I know I want you to make your own choices, Ray. I'm not here to stop you, but yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> You, yeah. you would tell her that what you, you've known guys like Kylo and yeah, yeah, not, stay away. Like yeah. I'm not saying me, not saying me, not saying me, <laughs> not saying Finn Poe. Nothing. You make your own choices. Just please. Stay away from I can't imagine being Ray. She must know a lot about Star Wars. I mean, because they, well, you have to learn about your character, but like 
I mean, you're getting all sorts of Star Wars fans who know have a crazy amount of knowledge asking you these questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, that's, that's really tough. Tough. <laughs> tough. Yeah, you can't just be rude like Kylo and be like, Shh, you know, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Brian Harris writes this: uh, My younger brother and I have seen every Star Wars movie since Return of the Jedi together in the theater. What Star Wars rituals do you have with your loved ones? So. That's a great one. We talk about Star yeah. Wars and family and traditions, important stuff, Joseph. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, it's changed over time, but, it, you know, in the last uh, several years, it's been with my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and we usually go uh, to the preview mm-hmm. on Thursday night, uh, and then we have dinner, and we talk about it in hushed tones in case anyone in the <laughs> restaurant <laughs> hasn't seen it yet. We That's as a society, nice. thank you and Sarah. Yeah. For yeah. Uh, and then immediately get up in the morning and go again on, on Friday. Love and that. I guess one of the dumb rituals is every time we've already pre-bought tickets for Thursday and Friday, mm-hmm. and almost every time we've walked out and I've gone, maybe we should just see it again right now because I can't believe that X, Y, or Z happened. And Sarah will always be like, it'll be better if we just give it time to process. And she's always right. So I guess that's my tradition. My wife giving me the good advice of, it's okay, give yourself one night to process and then come yeah. back tomorrow. Oh, I love that joy you have. I love that joy. Uh, Jennifer? I, uh, yeah, my husband and I go every year, but it's not as it's not as luxurious as we would like. It's always <laughs> rushed uh, and harried. I would say the latest thing that we've been uh, getting into as a family is my daughter and I. Every morning, I have some action figures in our little breakfast nook area, and I still have a, a Christmas decoration that's up with Darth Vader and a stormtrooper playing Christmas music. She loves to grab the action figures and grab the Christmas decoration, turn on the music, <laughs> and let BB-8 play with Darth Vader. And Maz is there, and Skiff Guard. Lando and it's just it's just a little bizarre scene but she just it's a half 30 minutes usually of her just playing with my action old action figures and me getting some time to myself <laughs> no but I, I also play too <laughs> some time to yourself to play with your other action figures. right exactly uh, I gotta say uh, this is kind of sad when I stop and think this is a great question Brian I don't have a lot of traditions with family I was introduced to Star Wars organically. My mom and dad watch it. My dad will watch. He loves going to big movies and Transformers. The special effects are great. And he, he, that's the kind of movie fan he is. And so we've, I think we watched Force Awakens together, but I'd already seen it a few times by then. Um, I don't have those traditions. I, I was generally a quiet kid playing by myself. <laughs> uh, my sister, four years younger, uh, not a huge fan of Star Wars. So I was always friends, uh, and it was just the debate, the discussions, the podcasts of our t- uh, of the times back then was just debating with your friends at lunch at yeah. school. Mm-hmm. Did a lot, my friend, uh, friend Joel, my friend Casey, my friend Steve, who's a Star Trek fan. We get oh, those cool. debates. My friend Mark Hoxit is a we we'd quote things. So that was kind of the traditions. Uh, currently, like my, my my best friend Paul, we watch. We debated. Uh, t- I, I kept saying the Jedi were drunks and the bad guys <laughs> going into Attack of the Clones, and then they go into the club and Obi Wan wants to drink, and I'm in the theater looking at him like, ah, what did I tell you? That's the traditions I have, and why I love celebrating Star Wars on media discussion shows. Now it's like, unfortunately, it's become sometimes you know hard to do that, but I love those little debates, and that's part of the traditions I have. So my friends. Their loved ones, those are the tra- traditions nice. I have. Um, sad little childhood playing with Kenner figures by himself. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, a couple of Patreon questions uh, here from our supporters on Patreon. Thomas Streeton writes, Hi, Four Center. So these days, whenever I have the soundtracks on, I try to guess which part of the film would be playing. Uh, like, hey, that's the music from when Leia's floating in space. Do you do the same, and how well do you do? Any weak spots? All the movies have those couple of unforgettable cues. 
I find I'm best with uh, A New Hope and The Force Awakens, but others I find harder. Maybe we can turn this into a game show. <laughs> Love y'all. First contestant, Jennifer Landa. Yeah. Come on down. You know, that's that's a great point. I have sometimes a difficult time remembering the specific names, but oftentimes when I hear the music, I literally will stop in my tracks, mm-hmm. even if it's at like a, a baseball game and I'll hear the organist playing something. I'm like, ah. <laughs> Uh, and then a, an image will come to my mind, whether it's a scene or a character, and I get a feeling of of me watching that scene and what that scene represents for me as a fan. And then it's like, I just kind of get lost in the moment. And that helps me place, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, what what the songs are, where they are in the in the, um, in the films. Mm-hmm. Does that answer your question? It does. Okay. Yeah. It does. Just yeah. So. I mean, I think when I'm listening to the soundtracks, uh, sometimes I'm like, yeah, where... I love this music and I love that this theme interconnects with this theme, but where exactly does it happen in the film? I'm not great at unless they're distinctive. Um, for me, I've been listening to the solo uh, soundtrack mm. a lot. Yeah. Me too. And it was, it's great to just for me to just listen to the soundtrack and really appreciate Hans theme by John Williams mm-hmm. and then see how much it's interspersed into other moments in the film that I start to recognize like, oh, I know that's that part of the film. And, oh, there's that little bit from Hans theme that's really tied into it all. Um, And then like one of the moments that's like, yep, I know exactly where this is that I love is the Cloud Riders music. Oh, yeah. It's just so great and so distinctive. Yes, absolutely. Um, This is a great question because I think, Thomas, I I think – I'm similar to you and some of what's being described here where I – Mark, our friend Mark Riley, friend of the show over over there at Collider – he is the soundtrack guy, and he's like, oh, the name of this piece is this. And this, and, and David wow. Collins does a great show. Uh, I highly recommend listening to him break down the music. It's it's really great. Uh, I am not that. I am <laughs> I am still – I would still struggle with names from the New Hope score, of, of names of the tracks. Right. You know? yeah. I just – and even though I've owned them and listened to them, it's, it's an emotional thing. A great example, the, the solo – soundtrack is underrated yeah um rogue one which was maligned and i understood it and i didn't grab the score right away but i have it and it comes up a lot and it was your father would be proud that that track Mm. um and i was working out and i had it on the bed it just comes up on itunes shuffle and i was like oh yeah oh wait oh that's the moment oh and the shuttle's going across to the profundity Oh, and I was like moved, and that's now one of my favorite pieces of Star Wars oh, music nice. because of what uh, Thomas is describing. It's like, oh, that's from the, they, 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 yeah, that oh, that's why I feel that way. That's why Williams is so good. Yeah. If you ever get a chance in the in the years, uh, you know, he's he's we know he's older. Get it? Go see him in concert. Um, save your allowance. Get a chance to see it because then you you, you find yourself moved in that way. Great. Great thought starter, Thomas. Uh, Nathan Bates closes out with this one. One of my favorite things about Star Wars growing up were the creatures. If it was the will of the force that you were to be eaten, which Star Wars creature <laughs> do you hope dines on you? I'll start and I'll say this. I, I They're my least... It's my like least favorite sequence in uh, The Force Awakens, but I, I guess I'll choose Rathars. Wow. Because oh. it's... You want it over quick. Just oh. if that's going to be... Yeah. I mean, well, they did drag Finn around for a little while. You know, I don't know what they were going to do. Maybe That's they were true. already full from the other That's <laughs> true. The other oh. characters they'd eaten. It's just one of those. It's a, it's a weird phobia. I hate I hate when someone like shows me a clip on a nature documentary. Here's an alligator eating a, a, a zebra. Oh, OK. Right. It, it, ever since my child, because I raised rats. And I had pet rats. Okay. One of my friends fed a, a snake a rat Ooh, in front of me. To, you had to see that. And it traumatized me. Oh. So to this day, I hate that stuff. 
So this is a this is a tough question for me. <laughs> Sarlacc, no, I don't oh, want to step no. on your answers. I'm yeah. going Rathar and yeah. hoping they don't fin me. Okay. Oh my gosh. I need counseling. Uh, <laughs> I have two answers. Okay. One way I could go would be a thousand porgs with their tiny little teeth. <laughs> that's that's they're so cute, and I feel like that's how it would start. I'd be like petting one, and then something would happen, and, and then just, I'd just get attacked by thousands of them. One little bite, and then they kind of look at the and other then, one like tasty. Yeah, then <laughs> it'd be like the, the people of Flea Bottom destroying that that, that Septon and Game of Thrones oh, season yeah. two. Oh god! Right, right. The second answer would be the Rancor, and the only Ooh. reason why is so I could meet Jabba and be in his palace. And then I know I do something to make him mad. Like I can just see myself maybe like working there for a day and he'd fire me and he'd send me down to the Rancor pit and I'd be like, well, at least I met Jabba. I'm dying happy. He is your favorite. He is your favorite. And then uh, you're just hoping that the Rancor bites just ends it quick? I think that I'm I'm small enough that the Rancor would just take one chomp off of uh, maybe my head sure. or something. <laughs> my torso sure. and just end it quickly. Okay. I mean, I'd put up a fight. I, I wouldn't uh, just be right. like yeah. <laughs> succumbing okay. to That's the... I think I'm bite-sized to a Rancor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I think I'm a little yeah. fun side snack. <laughs> like a, Sticker size. Crackles size. on a Halloween. Yeah. Uh, a crackle, yeah, that's crackle. It. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Wow, exactly. This, Joseph, take uh, us home on this food yeah. one here. Uh, I don't want to face death. I want a fighting chance to live. Oh. Uh, so I want to be swallowed by an Exegorth. And then I at least have some time to see, is there any way I can figure out of this? Well, we learned from wow. the Legend of Luke Skywalker, you yeah. could probably live down there for years. Get swallowed by an Exegorth <laughs> with an iPad, with a data pad? <laughs> Do you go. still get a signal down there? Oh, my gosh. You have some stuff to watch for a while? I could totally see like people, other people getting swallowed as well, and you'd be like, hello there. <laughs> well, hello there. I love this idea. Hello there. Yes. Well, I see you've been swallowed by an Exegor. Lucasfilm yeah. comes calling, uh, Joseph, we, we've read your book, Comedy of Doom. We think you're a great writer. Would you like to write an original story based uh, during the Empire Strikes Back? Yeah, I'm going to just, uh, I'm going to be in an Exegorth for the a couple belly of the Exegorth, yeah. Oh, okay. Memoirs from the belly of an Exegorth. That's great. I uh, love that. All right, that is our questions, but we have our uh, relatively new segment. We're so happy. Happy to have here the power of the light side, Joseph. That is right. Uh, we reach out to patrons on Patreon at a certain level to share a positive thing about Star Wars, something they love in Star Wars. And this week it's from Kai Thatch. And he says, The thing I love the most in Star Wars is the redemption of Anakin Skywalker. I don't look at it in the sense that he is forgiven, nor are his actions forgotten but that he takes the opportunity to change. Mm. There is comfort in the hope that whatever wrongs you may have done, you have the power to leave it behind you and make a change now. You don't have to let the past define your present. You have the choice to be a hero each day. Wow. Yeah. That's beautifully that is, that is said. Yeah, it's beautifully oh. said. And I think that, that Kai makes a, a really good point, not only about life, but about our discussion of Anakin Skywalker. I think we, we use that word redemption. Uh, and I think uh, a lot of times that suggests a lot, a lot of things that maybe are not what we're talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. Talking about the, the choice of Anakin Skywalker, the return of Anakin Skywalker maybe mm. but I love that idea that it doesn't mean forgiven or forgotten it mm. just means a choice that day that's great one of my favorite Luke Skywalker moments is in Battlefront 2 when he tells Del Mika the lesson of you know that we have we have the choice to be better and yeah. that's, that's something I think uh, Star Wars believes in and I, I love getting in a debate about should Kylo Ren be redeemed I, I don't know and part of me doesn't want to but that's also not the point of Star Wars a lot yeah I think 
Kai's talking about one of the points here. That's 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 what we saw with Vader. Yeah, there's a cost. But you made the choice to be better. Yeah, the absolutely. Opportunity to change. So good. Yeah, thank you so much, Kai, and thank you uh, to all of our patrons and listeners who uh, share in the power of the light side and putting some positivity out there in the Star Wars community. Absolutely. That's what we love doing here. Celebrating the greatest saga ever told is something that we used to say on Jedi Alliance, and it fuels uh, our friendship as podcasters and, and Star Wars fans here, and we're glad you guys are on this journey as well. We had a lot of fun diving into Dooku today, but it's uh, you know time to leave you, move on, and get ready for Star <laughs> Wars celebration. But we want to tell you where you can find us. You can find us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. Use hashtag Force Center. Uh, join the conversation on Facebook with Force Center Podcast. Our website is forcecenterpod.podomatic.net, uh, where you can uh, find uh, an address to mail stuff to us if you want to do so. We got merch at TPL com slash user slash force center tweet us a pic and we'll reshare it especially if you're getting ready for celebration podcast available on a lot of spots including iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google play stitcher spotify and we're on youtube that animated databank bro i still watch it about once a week because it's so <laughs> fun a lot of stuff going on there and on patreon.com slash force center joseph we, we we reached a goal we got some new goals and so for high tier patrons they got a they got a special gift coming that's right uh we have that uh higher level that 20 dollar level where we said that we would give you a set of three four-centered trading cards, uh, one of each of us hosts, and they are here. They're physical. They're real. They're yeah. right in front of this microphone, and they're really, really awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't wait uh, to share them with our patrons. All my life, I wanted to be on a trading card. <laughs> I thought it would be as a catcher for the New York Yankees, Yankees, but it is as a uh, Star Wars fan, and we can't wait to share those with all of you. So uh, that is that. we got our personal stuff we're working on here, uh, and uh, we, we, we sometimes have lives out of Star Wars, Jennifer. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes, yes. You can find me on Twitter, uh, at Jennifer Landa, and Instagram, where I'm posting sometimes pictures of my food, like a giant burrito that I ate that was the size of my head. At Jennifer Landa, Ooh. check out my Instagram story. Stories for now, food picks. Now I'm just imagining just a bunch of porgs eating that burrito. Zipping <laughs> <laughs> and just, 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 just have little fast moving razor teeth mm, bites, little right? Sharp the sharp little teeth. Yes. <laughs> Death I didn't know I didn't want. <laughs> uh, you can find me at KenDepsack, KenDepsack.com. That's where you can find information to pre order the book Why We Love Star Wars. I got some comedy shows coming up with Mr. Mark Ellis, including Chicago. I think San Francisco. Uh, let me confirm Ooh. that. Uh, let me confirm that one. <laughs> uh, that's coming up uh, May 10th. Of course, Star Wars Celebration, uh, Mark Ellis's live comedy show, the taping of his comedy special. I'll be hosting that with Josh McCuga. And Joseph. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can go to my website, josephscrimshaw.com, to uh, look for comedy albums and uh, that book that Ken mentioned, Comedy of Doom, that I wrote a while back. Uh, and you can always check out my podcast, Obsessed. Uh, my wife Sarah and I have been rewatching Game of Thrones, so we're going to do an episode of Obsessed about the big rewatch, getting ready for that final season. So if you've never checked it out, that might be a good one to jump in. Absolutely. That is it. So for Count Dooku, those sassy, sassy Sith <laughs> pajamas, we'll see you next time on Force Center.
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.